Welcome to the Spotlight Series Podcast. I'm your host, Slick Sean. Man, I got the dopest gig in the world. I get to have conversations with entertainers and entrepreneurs and listen to their inspiring stories. You can stream the podcast at SpotlightSeries.net, watch on Roku TV, Facebook Watch, IGTV, and listen on all podcast platforms. In a world full of darkness, the spotlight is on you. What's good, world? This is the homie Slick Sean, host of Spotlight Series. And today I got a special guest on here. We got a homie here. He's a saxophone player. He's performed with people like Kim Burrell, Cool in the Gang, Noel Gordine, Kenny G, 480 East. That's just to say the least. We got Alex Banks up in the house, man. What's good, Alex? How's it going on, man? I'm honored to be here. Glad to be here. It's going to be a fun, good time, man. Yes, sir, man. We glad to have you, man. I love to to get artists on, you know, because I'm an artist myself. We have like entrepreneurs and stuff like that, but it's always good when we get them artists on because I get to play some music. Uh, so I got a couple of questions, man. I'm gonna ask, you know, with it's a it's an interview, but it's just gonna be a conversation. You feel me? I feel it. All right, so where you from, fam? I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. I'm born in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, it was just from Huntsville, Alabama. You know, all my family lives here. You know, family town, uh, small but growing town, man. So, or how long was you in Memphis? Um, a short period of time, very okay. short period of time, yeah. Okay, so how long have you been been playing the sax? I've been playing the sax for twelve years. Uh, it'll be thirteen in August. So. Uh, yeah, 12 years. I started when I was 12, and I'm 24 now, so. Yeah. So when you first started playing sax, is that something you knew what you wanted to play, or you tried a few different instruments first, or how did it go? I mean, so I tried, like, piano, like, when I was younger, and I stopped. Um, but, you know, when I first started off on sax, I didn't know I wanted to play sax. It was, like, in elementary school, um, they had like the the middle school band come and the dude took a solo on the sax and was like killing them. I'm like try that right there you know so I, I auditioned I scored the highest out of all the people who auditioned at the point and I still didn't know I wanted to play I just knew like I had a passion for music and I wanted to play a solo like the dude on, on stage <laughs> so it, but it wasn't until about ninth grade I, I found my passion for music and saxophone. That's dope, man, because, like, I used to work at a music store in Huntsville, and the name of it was called uh, Millennium Music. I don't know if you heard of it. Oh, yeah. I for Oakwood. You, you fuck with Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the homie right there, man. Yeah, he he kind of, like, took me under his wing when I started producing. And I would be in the studio making beats and I, w- I was actually working in the music store and then I was renting out like sax and uh, trumpets and stuff to like high school students. And it, it, it was a pretty cool little little thing, you know, being around the music and the instruments and stuff. Yeah. So uh, do you do you like do you like take inspiration from uh, certain uh, people? Because I see you've you've played with a lot of people, man. So who's your inspiration? Like, who did you look up to growing up? Man, um, saxophone wise, you had people like Marcus Anderson, you had Kirk Whalum, and you had Joe Albright, who I looked up to. But the crazy part is performance wise, like as just an artist, Uncle Charlie was one of my inspirations. Cause like, I mean, like his show is just like second to none. 
you know, planned out. He still like dancing, you know, just put on the show. Like everybody loved Uncle Charlie. So that was one of my inspirations for real. Like hidden, you know? Yeah. Dope. So you, you got to play with all these different people, man. How how was that experience, man? It was it was a growing and humbling experience. It was but it was it was great. Um I mean, like with Kimberell, it was just like, uh, <laughs> you know, like these are people you think, people you think that's like untouchable and like, oh, I would never share the stage with them until you share the stage with them. And it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, so it was a experience. It was, it was fun. It was, it was real fun. Yeah, man. It sounds like that. that's a dope experience right there. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about, and all our listeners, about a little bit of uh, some struggles that you dealt with growing up? Man, um, so you know, for my story, I had a one percent chance of living. You know, when I was born in Memphis, I was actually born in Memphis on accident, per se. You know, I don't believe in accidents, but uh, yeah, I was born in Memphis on accident, and um, the doctor gave me a one percent chance of living. I was, and he said if I were to live, I would be deaf, blind, and or dumb. And um, you know, so for me. That was just, that was a struggle by itself because you know I'm a miracle child, and when I was growing up, I had chronic asthma. Like, so like I was like I couldn't like any, any like hot weather or any like sense of like me being hot, I would I mean have an asthma attack. And it wasn't until like I started playing, well, the first couple of years I started playing, where like my asthma went away. Um, so, like, for me growing up, that was a challenge in itself because, you know, the sports I wanted to play, I couldn't play, and I found my passion in music because of the, I guess you would say, the the challenges that I had growing up. Yeah, that's dope that you that you found you know you found music, and because you know in life you know a lot of a lot of people that that go through a lot that are in the music, they take those experiences that they've been through and those life experiences and they're able to just kind of put it all in their music. So yeah. that that's really dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I see that um I see that you're a teacher, man. I feel like when you're teaching, you're actually learning yourself. That is so true. Um, I mean, teaching is actually, like, I wouldn't have never imagined myself being a teacher of anything, you know. Uh, it's actually pretty fun. Like, for me, I teach production to students using, you know, core common classes. Uh, so um, right now we're in Madison County schools, and we're doing, like, science. And so we're talking about sound waves and um you know, sound waves and, you know, the, the truth of a, a sound wave and all that good stuff. But we're using using production to do it. So um, they're producing, like, songs. We're doing, like, songs, music videos. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, like, they're writing full songs. They're producing in Logic and Soundtrap using Apple Loops. And then, like, you're doing a music video. So, like, it's really cool to me because it's like, you know, if you ever see, like, a kid, like learn something like like you know how they interest in something they're like oh wow yeah you're able to like teach them they have interest in it and they like end up producing some really dope stuff like and I'm like man you know what like I taught them that like <laughs> so like it's really cool yeah it's cool to me because it's like I would never have thought like I would be able to teach somebody how to do the same thing I do for a living. Yeah, man, I, I bet that's very inspirational seeing them, seeing them kids, you know, or young people, you know, gravitate to what you're doing and 
Man, I bet you, I bet you just be like, them my, them my kids right there. You know what I'm saying? They're maturing. <laughs> like a proud father, bro. <laughs> For sure. So I got a song queued up, man. I got Tell Me queued up. I'm about to play here on the Spotlight Series podcast. So I'm about to go ahead and jump straight into it. So what, what was the, um, what, what was the inspiration for doing this? What made you, what made you do this track here? Man, so. Back in 2018, I felt like it was one of my hardest years of life. You know, of course, still young. You know, so so one of the hardest years of life this far. And I was going through a lot of, of different things, um, you know, just throughout life. And I'm like, you know, the inspiration to tell me was like, you know, tell me what's going on. Tell me, you know, how you feel, right? And so I dubbed the track, Tell Me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it was basically like all my feelings in one in a creative project. Dope, all right. So y'all heard it there first and we about to go ahead and run into it. Thank you. 
All right, man. Hey, you you really hitting them? How old are you, bro? Yeah, I'm 24. 24 playing like that? Yeah. Man. <laughs> like, shout out to 318 Productions for the production of Tell Me. Um, but like, you know how you go in like the studio, and like you have like no idea what you're gonna create. Yeah. And, you know, for me, every time I go to the studio and I have like a, a blank page, the first thing I do is hop on keys and like figure out something. And like, so basically I figured out that song in a whole session and, and cut, like cut it in everything, like, you know, rough vocal, uh, rough sax and everything just in that one minute. And I was just like, from like the guitar parts to the keys, horn parts, it was it was a definitely amazing experience. And about, it was like, it took about like maybe four hours, you know? Yeah. You know, so you're like old school, how they used to sit in the studio all the time and just be like, all right, we're going to make this, we're going to make this thing right, you know? <laughs> all right. <laughs> So uh, I heard you say you you uh, record or you you teach in Logic. I actually made I made I make my beats in Logic. Um, some dope Logic is dope, man. You know people sleep on Logic. I made the intro for the podcast. Uh, my my podcast intro on on Logic. Like I, I hop straight on keys. Like the first thing I do if I have if I have a scrap like you know a blank canvas, I, I hop on keys. And whatever feels good at that moment, you know, like I can get there and just like start playing a groove. And I'm like, I like this. I'm, I mess with this heavy, you know. So then, you know, we take that, and I have the producer be like, you know, he or she will spice it up. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, add this, that, boom, 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 right. So then I'm like, okay, while we have a format here, like a little loop here, I'm like, all right, I pull out the sax, and then I start with my melody, or either depending on what hit me first. I start with the hook, you know, or the chorus. So it's like, you know, like a tagline. So for Tell Me, it's like, right? So then after I get my, my hook, then I go to the verses, you know? And it depends. Sometimes it's a pin, you know, pins that there's actual words to what I play. And sometimes it's just like whatever hits me, what I'm thinking at that moment. And I record myself playing the verse. And write to it later. Word. So, how was that process? Uh, how was that process? Did you have to learn like the the keys, like like you do piano? You have to learn like the notes when you're doing that, or you just play by ear, or how do you do that? So the crazy part is, so you know, I told you like piano was one of the first instruments I picked up before sax, right? Oh, okay. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not ever gonna do it again. When I picked up sax, I was like, that's it, right? Um, the crazy part is there was a point in life where I had got like kind of bored with the sax and my mom got me a piano. So at nighttime when I couldn't practice sax, I would get on the piano and like I would start off with like, I got a piano right here, right? I would start off with like single notes like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I would take that and go to like the, the doubles, you know, like, and then I would take that and go to the, the, the triads and like yeah. I would built on all of my all of my chord playing by listening to other people, right? And trying to mimic them and figuring it out on my own. And then I'll go back and be like, oh, okay, this is the knowledge behind it. Like I'm playing triads right now, or I'm playing, you know, 11th, 7th, and 13th. And so like, I kind of taught myself over the course of seven years, like the backwards way I would just play by ear and then be like, oh, okay, now I know what I'm doing and now I can explain what I'm doing because, you know, somebody told me that, hey, this is a C major seven, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, I was playing keyboard uh, for the longest. That's what I started doing when I started getting into music as far as playing. And I would play by ear. When I was younger, I, I wanted to to play drums, but my mom, she couldn't afford, I think it was like five or six hundred dollars. She couldn't afford to put me in the drums. So when I got older, I was like, damn it, I'm gonna buy me a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the struggles, you know what I'm saying, growing up, you know what I'm saying? She just couldn't afford it. But I still ended up, you know, going that way, you know, with, with playing keyboard and whatnot. Cause I can play the hell out of some drums on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know you ain't finna sit in front of no piano, man. Let me hear something. Give me like a little sample or something, man. For me, I started in gospel, you know? So it was like... dropping all the, the knowledge on the podcast. That's what I'm talking about. So, man, I want to I want to touch on some other things, man, your other achievements. I, I see that that you have a, a college degree in electrical engineering with nuclear power concentration. What's yeah. going on? Wow, dude, what's happening, man? Talk to me. What's, what's that be like? What'd that be like? So, you know, I grew up in a family full of engineers. I mean, like, all the males in my family are engineers. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, when I was like, hey, I want to be a full-time musician, they're like, you're about to be an engineer, right? You know, like, like they're like, you're going to be an engineer. Like, there's no choice in that, right? So I'm like, all right, cool, you know? So, like, I mean, first-hand nature, my passion is music. Second-hand nature, I'm an engineer. I, I, and I actually love it because I love math and I love science. So, um, you know, I went to the... Alabama and um, University, you know, like I want to go ahead and do the whole, you know, the whole thing. A and M, A and M, yeah, and you know, University. Um, you know, one of the things that they highlighted is engineering, and so I chose to be an electrical engineer. Right? They had the program of nuclear power engineering, and I'm like, ah, we'll try it out because I was one. I wanted to do the most current thing they had, and the cool part about it was I was like the pilot program. You know, I was in the pilot program. Like, everything that they did was new. So, um, in my senior year, we had things called, like, a senior um, a senior research pilot. And I was able to research um, 
a lot of good things like about engineering um, at Brookhaven National Lab in New York, and that was like we were the first people to go to actual to the actual nuclear lab in Brookhaven and do our and run our experiment. And the crazy part was when we ran our experiment, we did the research. We actually had some of the best data like in the U.S. And we got it down to like the percentage of, I think it was like 9.2% error. And we were testing about, like we were testing if we could have a device to measure like radiation in your body or radiation. Like if, so basically say if you're on like the arsenal and somebody brings in nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. like we can test, we can see if you have nuclear weapons, if you drive through the mechanism, right? By the spike of elevation through radiation. But you had to get it down to a percentage of error because, like, say if it was something else, you don't want to be like, oh, that's a nuclear weapon, and it's not. So, you know, we got it down to 9.2% when, like, the national average was, like, 11%. And I could get really technical and, you know, tell you the process. But <laughs> Hey, man, good stuff, man. And you in the right city, man, to be an engineer. <laughs> so uh, we, we about to get towards the closing, man. It's, it's been so real having you on here, man, but... Before you go, leave us with some inspiration that you would give like a young uh, musician coming up or or tell us your handles and all of that stuff, how to follow you and things like that. For sure. You can follow me on Alex D. Banks, II for the second, on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook. They're all the same. And I mean, my inspirational quote for any young man, any young woman out there is... When you find your purpose, man, there is no limit. Like, you can go as far as you want to go because the only limit that you put is on yourself. You know what I'm saying? So when you stop, it stops. You know what I'm saying? When you keep going, you know, it may be hard, you know, but there's a reward at the end. So, like, keep doing what you're doing. Keep going and, and whatever your passion is, like, pursue it. No doubt, man. Words of wisdom, man. I want to thank you, man, for coming through. And uh, in a world full of darkness, man, the spotlight is on you. Thanks for watching Spotlight Series Podcast. I'm your host, Slick Sean. You can follow on Facebook, Spotlight Series Podcast, on IG, Spotlight.Series1. You can stream the podcast at SpotlightSeries.net. Watch on Roku TV, Facebook Watch, IGTV, and stream on all podcast listening platforms. In a world full of darkness, the spotlight is on you.